0: Hey folks, welcome to the House of Krause. It's almost Halloween, and you know what that means? Trick or treat! Well There's no tricks on this show, but we do have a treat. In fact, the whole show is a treat for you. Every now and again, I like to do an extra episode of the House of Krause. We open the doors, we let people come in and just sort of poke around a little bit. And this is one of those episodes because a movie called Remember is opening this weekend. And I happen to have had, as guests at the House of Krauss a couple of the key players. And I wanted to share those conversations with you on the film's opening weekend. Adam McGowan is the director of the film. Uh, We talked to him about lots of things. We talked to him about working with Christopher Plummer. I talked to him about uh, the twists and the turns. And in fact, we were very careful not to give anything away because this is a movie that is all about the twists and turns. A Little bit later on in the show, Dean Norris stops by. Now, you probably know Dean Norris best for playing Hank Schrader on Breaking Bad. He was the brother-in-law of Walter White and also a DEA agent, well, Dean Norris has played cops throughout his career. He's played them all. NYPD, LAPD, state troopers, everything. In this movie, he's playing a cop once again, but there's a twist to it, as there is with virtually everything that happens in this movie. So we've talked around the twists. We're trying not to give anything away. Now, this movie is a story of revenge. Uh, Martin Landau's character is a wheelchair-bound man who is determined to get revenge on the German Nazi SS officers who murdered his family. He finds at his senior's home a man named Zev, played by Christopher Plummer, uh, who is more able to get around and accomplish this task. So with instructions from Max, Zev hits the road and visits four or five people to determine if one of them or any of them was the prison guard at Auschwitz who killed their families. Fascinating stuff, Christopher Plummer at age 85 giving a towering performance. Uh, So first up, let's start with my interview with Adam McGowan talking about his new film, Remember, and then we'll jump over and we'll talk with Dean Norris right afterwards. Congratulations on Remember.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You've,
0: you've made uh, or you've chosen a difficult project for yourself here in the sense that you have a main character who we need to be on side for. Right. Otherwise, it's not going to work. But he's on a mission of revenge, which, you know, on the surface could be, you know, uh, he, terrible things happen to an animal. There's all sorts of things seemingly right. stacked against him, and right. yet right. you stay with him. Right. Why is that?
1: Uh, because he feels frail. Uh, because he feels that he's not in complete control of his actions, he, and he feels like he is uh, uh, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think Christopher Plummer does an extraordinary job of just playing the moment. We understand this person has no subtext. You know, he's okay. not capable, and it, it's a very unusual performance from that point of view. Um, there's nothing he seems to be carrying other than this feeling of uh, anger. But uh, and 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 and. and we understand that anger. I mean, so um, uh, there's a lot of, uh, and I think that because we have in Martin Landau, you know, a, a very uh, calculating character, uh, we we are able to uh, put all of those feelings of um, mistrust that we might associate with the action towards him, uh, and so therefore we have nothing but. Um, um, Affection uh, uh, and concern over uh, Chris's journey.
0: When you, we'll talk about casting Christopher Plummer in just a sec.
1: But when you were directing him, was there
0: anything that you had to remind him? Because it is a different character. Mm-hmm. It is a character who doesn't have a sense of his past. Right. It is a character who is unlike anything I've seen Christopher uh, Plummer play before in terms of vulnerability.
1: I think he's unlike. Uh, I mean, I think the character is unlike any. Uh, Character I've ever seen in terms of what he's dealing with, because we think, we think that w- what defines him is this uh, state of dementia. But then we come to understand, uh, without giving anything away, mm-hmm. that it's actually trauma. But, yeah. You know, like you know, and, and that there's a rather than him not knowing his past because of the dementia, which at the end of the day is short. Term like you know, for someone who's still able to move around as much as he can, it's mm-hmm. it's a relatively you know, uh, uh, you know, it starts from the present back. So it's and, so and what be he's
0: reminded of things like when he sees the letter, he, yeah, he yeah. has enough wherewithal right, to exactly, go. Yeah, yeah I got to read that thing. I remember. I have to read that.
1: So he's not you know, it's early step, early stages. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he's really suffering from is 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 trauma and 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 selective suppressed and repressed memory, right. which is a whole different you know. Um, uh, you know uh, process and, and 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 so what we did do you know in, was you know talk about who this person was and, and what 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 was the arc of his life until you know he got to America but you know uh, that's not being played in the film that's just something yeah. that we had to kind of consider and and it's a fascinating discussion to have, but it has very little to do with what he's playing because there's no subtext to such as, as opposed to a character like uh, Landau, who's all subtext. Which, and, and, and actually, like most of my characters are, are, are tormented by subtext, or are replaying scenes over and over in their mind, and you know, uh, reeling from things that they're too aware of. You know? and, 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 and this in that sense, it's a very different character.
0: Well, in my notes, when I was watching the film the first time, uh, okay, I still have it here. I, was, I, I wrote down genteel right when he says he's holding a gun on the first recolander, right, right, and he right. says, "Let us not argue." Yeah, yeah, and the yeah, way he yeah, says yeah, it, yeah, and, yeah, and I wrote yeah, down the yeah, word yeah, genteel yeah, I yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. And, and <laughs> it's, it's something that is very much apparent in yeah, this. Yeah. In this. Uh, and it's something that
1: Chris plays like to a T. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's uh, there's just a sense of old world manners. You know. Yeah. You
0: know. Yeah. I interviewed him the uh, other whenever it was a few days ago now. And uh, we were talking about the scene with the dog. And we didn't. Right. Oh, he was terrified
1: but, of that. He was well, terrified. Yeah, he probably. It, but didn't.
0: he wanted to talk about it a little bit. And we were talking about it. And he said, You know, there were two dogs. Uh, there was one that did stunts and one just sitting around making money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the one that was just sitting around making money was the one that I, I, I'm so proud of myself because we had this storyboard. And, and there was something that seemed to be missing. And uh, I suddenly grabbed the, the dummy dog and I got pulled to put the camera down and I said, so so Chris, I, and I actually held the dummy dog and I kind of like thrust it at him and I said, just kind of react to yeah. the dummy. And, and that to me is like, I look at that shot now and it looks so uh, uh, threatening that, you know, like uh, this uh, dog is about to kind of like, you know, like, and, and, and it's just me holding it <laughs> and thrusting it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, back to student filmmaking or something. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, was there a, a, a different feel on this because it's a different kind of movie, it's a road movie, it is, uh, a th- well, thriller is not such a, a stretch, but it, but it is, it's got a lot of different elements. Was there a different feel?
1: Well, it? I was going back to something that I haven't done since my very first features, which is, I, I when I started making films, I was consumed with this idea that, that, that the characters are, are reeling from uh, someone who's not there, uh, a mm-hmm. spirit that's not there, and that the camera, you know, could actually uh, um, infuse itself with that spirit, and so uh, like those early films, like Mexican and Family Viewing, there's this handheld sort of uh, photography which was re- sort of reflecting the you know uh, a missing son or a missing right. uh, a mother, and in this case, I was very aware of the missing wife, like Ruth. It, it, you know, he's always aware of like Ruth's presence, so I thought it wouldn't be interesting to kind of have Ruth watching him, right. and that you know that, that that would allow me to kind of. Use that technique, which is very different from whenever we see Martin. The camera's like on dolly, and it's very, very still, and it's like very composed. To me, I was just watching this morning at a screening. And the most interesting thing is the conversation back and forth after uh, the, after he shot the neo-Nazi, where you know Martin's shots are composed and like absolutely rock solid, and and Chris's are kind of handheld. And it's interesting by that point you don't really notice because you're you're so. Uh, aware of that shift, but it's it's really it, and it allows me to be very direct. I knew that this film was going to be really direct, and that the, it was about this, the narrative and the performance, and 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 just being as close to that face as possible. But the handheld camera allowed me to 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 do that, and and I, and I was very impressed with Paul because you know uh, um, we've never used handheld because those early films were shot by uh, by other people, and um, I remember trying handheld in Exotica, and it just sort of felt. It didn't feel right, but he really rose to this and, and, and did an excellent job operating it.
0: Well, it's, it, it's tricky because mm. I, I think handheld is something that is used uh, so often in such an extreme way now right, right. that i think audiences do have a reaction to it uh, when they if they think that everything is going to be right, right. This shaky cam kind of well, idea because which also, this isn't but
1: but, yeah, it, but we also have these algorithms that you can actually generate that you know you can actually shoot a film like right. still and then you can kind of add that effect later on which is like this this had to really feel like there was a spirit somebody right. like you know who's watching right. and it wasn't uh, you know to uh, kind of create this that is real it's rather that there's someone, a presence there. Right. Yeah. right.
0: Who he refers to.
1: Yes. Consistently, consistently throughout. Consistently
0: yeah. yeah. Well, that's part of me. You know, for the magic of this performance to me, is the stuff about Ruth, which I found heartbreaking because, yeah. of course, she isn't yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, physically there. Uh, but the the scene on the train with the little boy. Right. And which which goes from a sweet old man yeah. talking yeah. to his grandson, you know. Uh, idea uh to something that is a little different and the little boy responds probably like i'm gonna go sit with my brothers yeah, right, right, and wedges right. himself yeah, yeah, in yeah, between yeah, yeah, the yeah. two boys yeah. right but it's a great art but it, it it brought me into the character and helped me understand all the elements about this character that i need to know and uh, well, i, I, I uh, love that scene yeah and that uh, little uh, boy is
1: yeah direct. spot on yeah and i also think that there's this idea that you know zev is like a child at that point and so, so mm-hmm. when he's around children that there's there's something that um, you know uh, active like they're, they're drawn to him because they see in him someone that they kind of relate to yeah, so yeah. Uh, until they don't until you know like he you know that they see that the, you know that there's something else but I, I think it's also kind of wonderful to see with the little girl where you know she's Clearly, reading a death, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, warrant like like an assassination, it's, it's instructions for an assassination. But she's so oblivious to that because she just can't really contextualize What's it. Like out. a fairy story, it's or, like something a fairy story or something. Like a fairy story, right? Yeah. And and you know, the first question is like, you know, is is Ruth bringing the candy? You yeah, know, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The,
1: the, what are they, the,
0: the, It's not just candies. It's something specific. It was. Uh, 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 molasses candies yeah, or something? There's something, yeah. it, uh,
1: it was... I thought she was bringing uh, chocolate. No, it was chocolate. It was chocolate. It? It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the little girl's yeah, yeah. great, Sweets. I thought she was bringing yeah, it was sweets. Yeah, because yeah. 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 sweets, yeah, I yeah, knew yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, word yeah, yeah. that sounded like, yeah, 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 uh, you know, yeah, the right, old-fashioned, right, right, which, right, of course, right, would right, be
0: perfect. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Um, Dean Norris is, I mean, man. Yeah. You know, because he's someone who uh when I see him on screen I think, good old boy, like the guy that would live out sort of in this yeah, remote yeah, kind of yeah, weirdo yeah, yeah, sort of yeah, place. Yeah. Thrilled to have someone in. The house is terrible, the sink and the you Unfinished, know the, yeah. the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, he lives in, you know, uh but you know, he's so thrilled to have and then it changes, man. And that and tell me about about that scene. Because well
1: because because what what I really wanted and I don't want to and, give it and, away. And I what guess, Dean but, and I really wanted was that you know, he he so misses his father. Yeah. And and, and, and he's so, you know, like he's so overjoyed yeah. to meet this person who knew his father so the the switch had to come from a place where he feels betrayed that he has it, it projected so much into this person right. and I think there's that wonderful moment that Dean has where you he just is heartbroken yeah. and, and, and 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 then it, it shifts like very quickly into something quite ugly but if the, I think if we didn't have that sense of uh, his uh, how vulnerable he is um, and I think that's just true generally of all the Characters that there's something that is is that they're bereft, you know, and 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 um, it, it uh, and, and I just had seen that. I, I met Dean at a festival in Rome a couple of years ago, and that's when we sort of you know said you know it'd be great to do something together, and, and then we, we did. But but there's something very touching and, and, and human about him, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and and he got that that transition so so well, so well. He told me that
0: uh, when just after that transition when he is yelling and he is saying those terrible things that he kind of he said I almost like blacked out a little bit like right. I don't really remember yeah, everything yeah, that yeah. happened I,
1: that. I, I don't know what actors go into when when, when they're in that place it seems yeah. to me you know and I watch the performance now and it seems so invested and yeah. it's such a horrifying place to be and, and, and he not only was he able to do that but the thing that was really amazing is that we realized that for uh, airlines and stuff that we just couldn't use any of that, so he was able. Wow. And I guess he's used to doing this from from the TV set. He was able to do the same performance without any uh, words that would cross the line. Right. Oh, and he was just he was able wow. to immediately wow. generate that as well. So, wow. but I guess that's just from years of, of working on Breaking Bad. Yeah, and,
0: yeah, and other. he his yeah. list of credits yeah. on TV yeah. is yeah. this yeah. long. Yeah. and and so there are two versions. So you, you shot it twice and you will use the other version well rather than
1: have to go in and and bring it back and redub, uh, or, yeah. you know and, and and you know it's all you know like uh, i always find that so problematic where suddenly the sound quality changes and yeah, yeah. you know it's like you know uh, all, uh similar words are found which you know like it's just so forced and, and and i think actually if i'm not mistaken and now i'm trying to remember i think he brought it up like how are you going to you know and and, and he's he sort of suggested that you know now's a good time to do that alternate version interesting yeah
0: yeah it's like uh if you watch Snakes on a Plane on a Plane it's like uh, I'm sick of these Monday to Friday Snakes on this motherfudging plane <laughs> exactly.
1: that drives me drives
0: me nuts yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just drives me crazy <laughs> so uh, Martin Landau I didn't get a chance to speak with him while he was in town but everyone who I spoke to that had spoken to him said yeah. well he just tells you stories about Hollywood Yeah, he tells you the he, most amazing that, stories no, but that's
1: how I met him was because we did a, an episode of uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents when I was like 26 years old it was like one of my first gigs I got it was a miracle some producer American producer happened to see my first feature playing on CBC when he was in his hotel room and <laughs> and, went, and contacted me and I suddenly got this amazing gig I didn't have an agent and and I just got this gig and and uh, uh, I didn't quite know what I was doing entirely but M- 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 Martin was cast and I got to work with Martin Lando who it, it was Alfred Hitchcock Presents and I was working with an actor who'd worked with Alfred Hitchcock yeah. and, and, and you know and he just began telling me stories about the set, from the set of North by Northwest, and I was like pinching myself, I couldn't believe I was, and he's just, he's so full of these stories, and and uh, he's, um, I mean the other kind of addendum to that is, when I finally saw the, the final version, Alfred Hitchcock presents, like literally presents my film, right. because they took all the old intros he did, uh, in black and white, That's and right, colorized right. them, yeah. you know, and so I was just like, I think it's on YouTube now, and I just like, I was watching it the other day, um, and I was—I forgot that that there he is, like introducing you know a film that I made when I was twenty-six. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Is it? I mean, you know, most people's
0: lives aren't as documented as yours is. You know, as, as a lot of—I mean, I've been on TV for a long time, but those things are by and large gone. Yeah. And their YouTube things pop up here and there. But uh, but I wonder when you look back, like when you—I don't know—flick through the stations. It happens to me every now and yeah. again. I'll flick through the stations and I'm like. Jesus, I was thin then. But it's a little different for you, but stylistically, your head's in a place when you're 26 that it might not be now. Do you look back at that as kind of a chronicle of your life and where you were in the moment that you were making? Well, well, well,
1: because those early films are so personal, absolutely. I mean, incredible. And and I I was a particular person when I made those films, and I had certain... um, I had feelings which I recognize and can be... Regenerated as I watch them, but I don't know if I could summon those feelings again. Right, you know, they right, are right. the product of a certain time in my life, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like to have these—not uh, in this film, but these younger characters. Yeah. You know, like uh, between you know, um, like Adoration and Sweet After, and certainly Felicia's Journey and David and, and, and Error. Right? Uh, David yeah. and Error. I mean, because that—that that time in your life, you think you can change things, yeah. and 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 I love that that aspect of you know, like the. The, uh, the the crazy ideas you have, of, of how if you only get if you only make this then the world can change and and, and, and you and I, I really did, you know think that way and I and I, I love that aspect of, of those films and that's, it, to me it's you know I, I I I find it shocking now when I see like the films of Xavier Dolan right because mm-hmm. I'm going wow that's it's amazing because it, it is about youth you know okay. there, there there's this incredible sense of youth. I, and that's what was one of the things that was moving about this movie was that it is written by a, a young writer you know and, and and there's that tremendous sense of uh thinking that that making a film about something might might actually address issues and raise issues and and certainly from the conversation you know we had at the q and a after the morning screen, I really felt like it's just the thing that's troubling is that you can't talk about the film until people, some people have seen well, that, it. That's right. You know, I'm and, and, and then it opens up what the subject is really about. As, uh, and and, and well, that's you, why you wait uh, five years.
0: You know what I mean? Like yeah, in five yeah, years, yeah, then, yeah. then you write the book about the thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: But you want people to have that immediate experience of yeah. like you know what what happened. And it's not like like the twist at the end of like Exotica when you find out that you know she was the babysitter who mm-hmm. her daughter because that's that's obscure enough that it's right. you know it's it's, it's a nice it's not really a twist, it's just a revelation, but this is, this, this is quite a, this is a twist. You yeah.
0: Know, you know. That was Adam McGowan talking about his film, Remember. Now here's one of the stars of the film. It's an episodic kind of movie with the Christopher Plummer character linking all the episodes, Dean Norris is one of the people that Christopher Plummer's character visits along the way. I'm not gonna tell you anything more here. You'll learn about it in the interview, but we don't give away too much. This is a movie that has to be seen to be appreciated. I hope that we give you just enough to tease you into going to see Remember. Dean Norris is one of those actors that you look at when he comes on screen and go, I love that guy. I loved him in everything from The Equalizer, the old television series. He was in The Lawnmower Man. He was in uh, The Marshall, the TV series. Of course, Starship Troopers, Boston Public, Six Feet Under. He's been on every single television show known to man. But he is best known as Hank Schrader, the DEA agent on Breaking Bad. Uh, in this film, he plays a character who's not very nice, and we talk about that character in this interview. Check it out. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about working with uh, Adam McGoyne. He is uh, a different kind of director, I think, than perhaps uh, you may have worked with in the past. Yeah,
2: it was. Um, you know, we had um, we had met about a year before doing this movie, just randomly, not random, completely randomly. We we're doing PR for d- different stuff, and we we're in Rome. Ended up having sitting next to him at dinner, and uh, just had a great time just talking about you know films and and culture and what was going on in the world and so smart and it was just such a great time and I had been an admirer of his, his for you know for a long time <clears throat> one of those guys that you you know you have on on your list of people that you'd love to work with you know. Um, and a year later, I get this phone call, and uh, you know, you want to do this movie. And uh, and then on top of that, it's Christopher Plummer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was great. And as expected, you know, uh, just a fantastic time. I mean, you know, he does what the good directors do. Uh, um, makes it a, a comfortable space for you to, to yeah. play in, you know, and safe, and especially on this damn thing, which was so crazy. Um, it was just, you know, I felt comfortable in that if he liked it. We were okay. It was good. And, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's just, there's a kind of, it's hard to explain other than it's a, it's a feeling of, you know, you want to feel safe in mm-hmm. order to kind of go to that wherever you got to go to. And uh, I did with him. And uh, so it was great. Yeah. I, I don't want to give anything away here. Yeah.
0: Uh, and so I'll, I'll try and talk in circles around yeah. it a little yeah. bit. But when we first meet you. You seem like a good enough guy, lonely, yeah. you know, sad a little bit. Uh, and then things change and they take a turn. Yeah. And that's what all I think we have to say about it. But some of the language you have to use is yeah. pretty inflammatory, some of the stuff. As an actor, is it like you read it, it's on the page and you go, okay, well this is how
2: the character would react, it's yeah. not me,
0: yeah. but in your heart. <laughs> yeah, Is it hard? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, it is a little bit. I mean, it was funny because we separated that that the shoot into. I mean, it, sometimes you sh- shoot things out of sequence. In this particular case, luckily, we shot for five or six days of all the kind of a, a, a part of that scene, yeah. and, and that. Interesting thing about that show when I read it, that that scene was like a little movie in and of itself. Right. There was a beginning. Could have been a short film. Could have That's been short what I
0: thought film. when I saw it. Exactly.
2: Yep. First thing I thought when I read it is like you have this beginning, you have this whoa, things this middle act and all of a sudden, you know, yeah. the climax and things change and it's like <clears throat> so we luckily got to shoot it like that and the the beginning part it was was you know we talked a lot about the vulnerability of the character, it's not for me as an actor to ever judge the character, I can't, I, yeah. I think you're done at that yeah. point, you just don't do it, you know, it's that's for the audience to do and you to do, um, so I just need to try to find the truth of the guy, and the truth of the guy is that he was this sad, broken, lonely, I love that Adam made things so dirty in the house. You yeah. know it was so well, that it was sink, just great. Man, that and sink the whole was thing, awesome. Yeah, you know? It's so perfect. Yep. And it kinda you kinda feel it and and <clears throat> the drinking and you know, I think I think it takes a little extra sip because I, I think, you know, he just needed to get to that cock he'd already had a few cocktails yep. when he showed up and he needed a needed to get to that.
0: Well and he lives remote. <clears throat> you know so it, 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 everything
2: yeah. sets him apart everything
0: right. pushes him
2: away from right. everything but he but but the gist of that to get to your earlier is that he he is this sad that you can almost feel sorry for yeah, in fact yeah, you hopefully yeah. do yeah. Uh, uh, until you realize who he really is you know and um and then things change a little bit do you think and i don't
0: know how much you do backstories on a character like this i'm not i'm not sure what you do here but do you think that he is a sad and lonely guy who turned to this because it's kind of all he knew or was he someone who was indoctrinated brought up you know yeah or or was it just like man i don't know what else to do and i miss my dad so much i want to be yeah I don't know
2: yeah I think I mean I think it's probably those are kind of similar I mean I think the dad obviously didn't teach him anything other than this it's all he knew you know so that's another part of from the acting point of view of not making the judgment is because he didn't know in a way that it's evil yeah you know in his mind he's not thinking oh I'm playing evil he's like I'm just doing what my dad did and this is how I know these are the people I know he talks about his dad's friends who would come over so when when uh, Christopher Plummer shows up at his door, he's like, "Oh my god it's you know it's my dad, you yeah. know and um uh, the 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 weirder part or the tougher part was when we did then get to the day where we got to film the rest of the the kind of turn in the scene and um it's just uh there's no way to really prepare for that other than take a big deep breath and go fuck it yeah here we go <clears throat> and, yeah. we, and we talked about that adam and i talked about that because usually you're kind of you know you're doing this and there's what these continuity guys saying your hands up here or your your hands down here on that tag it was like you know what the guy, i think it was three cameras or at least two and i have meant i think you had three it's like just run them and man we just hit it because huh. i would it's it like one of the few times where i kind of felt almost out of like like when you see red, yeah. you know, and you, like you just you get kind of blinded vision. So I just wasn't prepared to do it any other way than just to do let it go. Right, and I wasn't sure whether my hand was going to be here, or there, <laughs> right. or through this right. time or that time. Right. And I'm not even sure what I said some of the time. You know, I swear to God, we had the gist of what it was written on yeah. on the page. You know, but and Christopher Plummer was right there for it the whole time. And 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 we had uh, we had uh, kind of prepared for the possibility of him not being there, <clears throat> understandably so. Uh, but now he had, he would have none, none of that man he wanted to be there and uh, just a, a, a it was it was insane.:
0: My favorite thing that uh, on day two of the festival, my favorite <clears throat> thing that anybody's said to me at the festival so yeah. far was him yesterday. Yeah. I talked to him yesterday, we talked about this scene and he goes, "Well we had two dogs. Uh, one dog was doing the stunts and the other one was just making money
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah well that's you know that's the cool thing about him uh and, and quite frankly i i think almost any good actor i've worked with you know is that it is it, you know <clears throat> he was able to get into that scene like that we would i have some great pictures from candace from the set we, we were just laughing and having a good old time yeah. and i get to talk to him as i'm talking to christopher yeah. Plummer, and then literally okay you guys ready and there was no like you know take five minutes to get into it. Yeah. There was no, it was like time to go to work, man. Yeah. And he was fucking there, yeah. you know, and which made it easy for, easier for me to just be there as well. And uh, it was great, man. It, you know, when you get to work, it, it, you know, it's just a memory I'll always have for yeah. the rest of my life getting to work with fucking Lawrence Olivier you know what I'm well, saying I mean he is the
0: closest thing to it that we <laughs> right have now, you know, you know? Like, and yeah.
2: it's like oh you get to do a scene with this guy yeah. you know and not only that it's an intense crazy awesome scene yeah. you know it's like uh um, just it's one of the highlights that, uh, that i'll you know how could it be better yeah you yeah. know i mean it can be equal but <laughs> it can be better you yeah. know i
0: mean yeah so. well it, it's certainly it, it's a turning point in the movie because yeah. all the rudy calanders that we that right. we meet have something different or something you know right. there's a there's a thing about it and certainly this is where shit gets real yeah you know in the yeah. film and and it's i man like i i just loved plumber's performance I, er, have you seen the movie yet
2: yeah so an early cut of
0: it <clears throat> so when the first Rudy Calander yeah. that he meets, uh, he doesn't respond very well to have you know yeah. a gun pulled on him, and uh, and uh, says something like, "Let's let's not argue about this. Like, <coughs> yeah. Let's not argue. Yeah. This is you know he's just so like genteel, but yeah. there's there's something about him that and and we talked about this a little bit yesterday. He said you know in the theater we used to play like romantic and menacing at the same time. Yeah, and he nice. he, he does stuff like that yeah, in this yeah. movie.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a pleasure to watch uh, him, um, and you know, it, it's like you're sitting there. There were moments where I would just be in a scene, and 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 sit, you know, and you're kind of saying to yourself, "I'm looking into the eyes of a man who has been in these scenes yeah. for decades, like, you know, been in the moment yeah. with unbelievable people in unbelievable movies over decades." And now you're getting—it's almost like I wanted it to kind of seep into me. That's you know right. What I'm yeah, saying? yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, steal his steal essence. his essence, <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, and allow his. Uh, it was great. <clears throat>
0: um, so when you first saw this, yeah. But I mean, what was your first thought? So you read this, yeah, and you're like, "Man, this is meaty," but I don't know. Yeah. or, or where you're like, "Man, this is meaty." I'm all over
2: it. Oh, I'm all over it because yeah. of Adam Maguire and Christopher Plummer, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm all over it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, how it ter- you know, how people react to it is not my issue or my problem at the yep. end of the day. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a chance to do that. And I mean, I kind of literally, I watched it like this, yeah. man. I was like, "Oh, fuck, God," you know. Does it, I, Does
0: it ever take you back? Like Christopher Plummer said something interesting yesterday, and i i kind of feel the same way a little bit myself i'm on tv here yeah and i can flick around and something will come on that i'm in yeah uh not as an app but there's just you know interviews <coughs> like yeah and i'll look at it and i don't really feel like i'm watching myself i yeah. feel like i'm just really you know i, I, I obviously yeah, i know it's me but
2: but there's sort of a divorce that you have uh, i think do you have that i i most definitely do yeah uh um And like I said, in this particular thing, I mean, and this is usually not the case, it's almost I don't remember parts of that scene because it was just a moment of, of, you know, this, like, just kind of flash going. Um, And so it was interesting to kind of watch it go, whoa, that's that guy, you know. Um, I hope I don't hurt him, you know. (laughs) know? Yeah, right. But but there's the other thing
0: that happens in that scene and something bad happens to the dog. Yeah. That's what I'll say about that. But at that point on christopher Plummer becomes the guy that did the bad thing he to becomes the dog. that's right and that's like it can be tough to get to yeah. come back from
2: yeah yeah i think he was concerned about that himself yeah. at the time um but uh yeah but i think that scene changes him in the show i mean i think that's like you said that's a pivotal part in the movie and all of that stuff um, the things that he and i do and, and the stuff with the dog i think that all there's a yeah, yeah. kind of right. like shifts down yeah, that's right. yeah, okay yeah. now you know <laughs> and uh, I think that's part of it you know that that, that dog thing so have you seen Brian Cranston walking around the halls I here I couldn't believe it I, I, <laughs> I got here and I saw a trombone. I said oh, son of a bitch is Brian. here so I I said uh, he was doing a TV I said hey just tell him they got an, one more interview to go yeah. you know one more uh, yeah, and, yeah. and so I went in and I said hey what's it like to work with Dean Norris and, <laughs> so, he's great and uh He's so I love him, man. He's so much fun. Yeah, there's a certain kind of Christopher Plummer presence about him. I kind of felt he was that. very, um, you know, on our show, he was very much the dad of the mm-hmm. show. You know, he is not only the dad in the show, but he was kind of because he was he had that presence uh, both, you know, in within the show and and as a representative of the show. And you know, that show meant so much to all of us, including yeah. him. And uh, so, anytime I see him, it's always just a. Were you living in Albuquerque did you like I lived it? there the first season right. because my uh, I had a, uh, kids and and my uh, they weren't in school yet but right. then after after that for the five seasons after I I just commuted back and forth yeah wow. yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah um yeah because that's it just that show is such a, a a landmark
2: yeah and it must have changed everything for it it did it? change yeah. everything for anybody who touched that show yeah you know, the directors of that show had their careers changed you know yeah. but you know it didn't happen till the end of the show well no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you it, know, did you for, know for 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 four years okay. we were like yeah it's on like channel whatever. what's that channel you know that show that madman's on that channel it's on <laughs> yeah. that channel and no one watched it no one i mean people in the business always yeah. loved it like the producers directors those types but it wasn't until that fourth season, and then really between the fifth and the sixth, right. uh, everyone, you know, we had a fifty percent, hundred percent, three hundred percent. People watched it on Netflix. Yeah. Started binge watching, which started the whole concept of binge watching, yep. <laughs> and uh, then everyone tuned in for the for the last uh, the last episodes and it became what it became
0: well and did you have any sense or is it like being in a in a submarine you know like you're just you're you're there you're in kind of a remote-ish kind of place you're not right if if you're shooting in LA be a different thing
2: right yeah, we, no, we, we had a sense that it was great. We kind of felt that we weren't being fully appreciated, you yeah. know. Because um, we would, I remember watching the pilot, uh, we all got together at Sony, because you see it on the paper, yeah. and you go, wow, this is the best script I've ever read, yeah. pilot. And we all thought that, you know. But sometimes that that happens and doesn't get on the screen. So then we saw the pilot and said, wow, that's like the best, that's like a great independent movie. No one's going to, you know, it's too good for TV. Yeah, yeah. This was still, you know, you figure this is 20, whatever, 207. I yeah. mean, it, you know, it was still, you know, it's like, what well, we weren't sure that would stay on the air, yeah. you know, and if it weren't for AMC, it probably wouldn't have, yeah. you know, and they had nothing else, <laughs> you know, and um, and so it was like, oh, we couldn't get too excited because like, and also we thought, how are they ever going to write a second season? Yeah. Literally, it, like when you look back now, yeah. it makes sense, but when we were actually in it, you're like, wow. We're, we're fucked because we're yeah. not going to be able to come up with a second season. And all of a sudden, the second season was better. Yeah. And you're like, oh, now we're really fucked. But they're never going to come up with a third season. And the third season was better. you know. And then at some point, you said, all right, they probably, you it's know, we're going to, we're, you know. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, you know. Uh, and they just kept doing it. And um, so, but but at the time, yeah, you did feel like, you you know, we were like, God, you know, everyone was talking about Mad Men at the time yeah. and people were talking. and. and and it was like it wasn't until that final final year and a half that that really it kind of broke through and uh, way more people then saw it on Netflix than had yeah, yeah. ever seen it on AMC, and uh, then that final season kind of kind of changed uh, changed things. Yeah, yeah. And here you are
0: in an Adam mcgoyne movie. Absolutely. Yeah, and and uh, so what do you hope? Uh, I See, it's, it's a tough movie to talk about because yeah. there's a lot of things lot of that you don't you want to give away, about, yeah. right? But uh, is there something that you want <clears throat> to take away from this movie? Or is it just, like, should we just sit back and go, you know what, this is a great thriller. It's a well-conceived, yeah. plotted, you know, throw keep you on the edge of your seat by times. Um, but there's a message, right? Is there a message?
2: Well, I don't know. I think there's lots of messages. And I think that's kind of something that Adam McGowan, maybe that's something that he brings to things, you know. And we actually talked about that a lot, both when I first met a man on the movie that You know, it's not really... for us necessarily to decide what that message is it's in a way maybe it's everybody will take take away the things they want to take away right. you know i mean it's an interesting time because we're running into the to a point where it's people who actually survived firsthand that is are no longer going to be with us yeah. and that's a kind of an interesting moment in in all of our lives history yeah. you know and so it, interesting the names the name of the movies remember yeah. um, and also just the ideas of identity i mean which is another common theme with adam and and you know who? How do you know who somebody is? You know, and and, and does your memory fuck with that? You yeah. know, uh, so all those kind of things are, are things that hopefully uh, what a good movie does is is you keep thinking about it and, and wondering those exact and, and come at different conclusions at different times, maybe you know.
0: Yeah, no, I think so. <clears throat> I mean, Adam has said that this is like in ten years you couldn't make this movie in the present day, right? Right. it's too late Right, it's too late right. all the survivors you know all that they're gone right. they're, they're just uh, anyone who had first hand knowledge knowledge would be of gone. the thing yeah 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 yeah. yeah. well uh,
2: congratulations yeah, on yeah. It. thanks uh,
0: will you go see it with an audience T- like tomorrow when it night you're yeah. gonna go Flip's sit down. there yeah yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah Yeah. then I'm gonna sneak out the back before they kill me yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> how, do you,
0: how do you get out was Dean Norris. I like talking to that guy. He was just as loud and as boisterous as I thought he would be, mostly being familiar with his loud and boisterous character, Hank Schrader, that he played on Breaking Bad. Well, that's it. That's it for this week's House of Crouse. Thanks for coming by, but it's time to shut the door and sweep through and clean up after you people. Don't forget to go see Remember. It's in theaters right now. Stars Christopher Plummer, Martin Landau, and Dean Norris. Bruno Gans is in there as well. And of course it was directed by Adam McGoin Thanks to Adam and thanks to Dean Norris for stopping by the House of Crows. But most of all, thanks to you guys for coming in every week. We really appreciate it. Be sure to stop by every Monday. There's a new episode that goes up and you never know who's gonna stop by for a visit.